it's interesting that for most of human history, the way we shared information is the way we're doing right now in conversation. And psychologically, there's whole systems in our brains and our consciousness that are designed to organize and integrate information so it's useful for us during conversation. I mean, so we need all hands on deck. We're in the middle of a massive awakening right now. Everybody's voice matters. And the more we can form a unity, not to separate our individualities, not to mask what makes us different, but to embrace that and then create a place where everybody's differences can come together to form a symphony, a chorus of truth-seeking voices. Wow, nothing can stop that. You guys are just rocking it out of the park, so. Oh, interesting. Like now the Pentagon is kind of saying yes, for sure. But they've been circulating these same videos over and over and over. The Pentagon has even said that this is just the beginning. These are just some of the videos. So they have more. You can tell they're doing this in a controlled fashion, but they're deliberately focusing on on these ones. And I do feel like I kind of lean to what you said, that it could be some government craft. I don't really know. But I do know that they are coming out with the disclosure in their own form in order to basically drip it to the public in a way that suits them rather than, you know, full disclosure, which will actually be beneficial to all of humanity. Uh, for example, this is all started with Tom DeLonge, where he's talking about these um, UFOs. But if you notice, any of the, the communications in regards to this have never been about are these ETs who are driving these aircraft. It's been about technology and how we can utilize this technology to better like our basically national security and military. It's really kind of taking the conversation away from mm. the fact that if these UFOs are UFOs and they aren't human because they're trying to basically imply that, oh, we don't know what they are. We don't even, uh, we've spoke, we know that the Russians aren't even capable of this. The same things like that. They're saying that they know that there's no other um, government on this planet that are capable of creating these crafts. So they're implying some sort of extraterrestrial connection there because they're not admitting they have a black ops, you know, black ops project happening. But we don't talk about that. We talk about the craft. We talk about how we can monetize it, how we can weaponize space. So there's definitely something going on there that's not in alignment with the ascension, right? Mm. I'm just kind of observing it. I'm going to see what's happening from this, but. Right now, it's kind of weird. It happens in increments, too. I think they control the dates when they want to release this. I even think that it happening in the midst of this whole coronavirus thing was kind of uh, happened for a reason, too, maybe because more people are at home. People called me um, today that are my friends that aren't into this in conversation that had never called me before in the last three years through all the other drip disclosures, right? And it's because they're at home and they're aware of it now. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. And, and as soon as I saw DeLong's name... In the article, I knew exactly where they were going with it. I knew what this the agenda. I, yeah, yeah. I, I knew exactly. I didn't even really have to read the article. I did, but I knew. Okay, Tom DeLong, the just tic tac, and, and somebody actually uh, on Twitter I saw somebody re recognized that the video that they uploaded, the DoD uploaded to put out, is actually a download from a U from YouTube. It still has a YouTube metadata, <laughs> and and the actual original footage is a lot better quality than what they just released so wow. that's kind of suspicious also why why would they do that if they why would they have to download it from youtube and then yeah that's a little so weird. it makes me wonder if it really is a pentagon release or if there's something else going on be uh something else going on behind it too i know uh dr sala john d'souza mike barra have all came to the conclusion together that they believe this is an advanced military drone it doesn't take away from the fact that we're still, uh, you know, seeding the consciousness and, you know, waking up people with this drip, drip disclosure. Uh, what are your thoughts, Justin? 
Yeah, well, I think, you know, in a grand picture sense, like all the events that happen on our worlds are opportunities for us to do something with. And if we're approaching, if the question is, is this going to be helpful for the awakening of humanity? Then the answer is yes. But the follow-up question is, what are we going to do about it? You know, and if we're just sitting on our hands waiting for the, the president or the, the bad guys to all of a sudden change their colors and want to like start revealing the truth, then I don't think that's the right way to approach it, you know? So um, I actually think that this UFO, like what you were suggesting, is probably a secret government, a secret government craft. I also suspect that there's a breakaway civilization um, somewhere on our world. It's possible that they're in Antarctica or in some subterranean cavern and things like this. Um, you know, why is it that John Kerry went to go to Antarctica right after Trump won the election? Why are all these people going to Antarctica after Trump won the election? Was Trump part of the deep state? Was he an establishment person? You know, were they going back down there to get new marching orders, these kind of things? Um, all those, I think, are questions that we can ask to try to wrap our head around what's happening. And, um, you know, I do think there's like a political aspect, you know, the the media is losing the plot in a big way, in a big way. Um, yeah. I would argue a big piece of that chess move, if you want to think about it that way, is Trump doing these press conferences. I mean, he's speaking directly to the people through Twitter. He's speaking directly to the people through uh, these press conferences. And whether you love the guy or you hate a guy, it doesn't really matter. What you get to see is you get to see what he says, and then you get to see how the media reports on it. And the discrepancy is so obvious that anybody who hasn't sacrificed their intellectual honesty on the altar of social acceptance is going to see the fact that this is obviously lies and there's something going on. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think the, the full amount of disclosure we have available is so massive. Um, you know, we do need some type of controlled process for getting it out there. You know, in the beginning, I was a little bit more idealistic and I'm like, let's just let all the truth out. You know, everything will fix itself. And yeah, we can certainly go that, that route. But, you know, the deeper psychology is here. The basis of trauma is when there's too much information that you don't know how to handle. Yeah. And so, you know, I want the truth to get out, but I don't want to traumatize people in the process because if they get traumatized. They're in a, in a non-thinking, irrational state. They're much easier to control, much easier to manipulate. And that's what these guys want to do. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think you know we're we're in a position where th we as alternative media, we as truth seekers, I have incredible amounts of power. We've got a lot of free time on our hands right now. We can actually interact with each other, form groups, form initiatives, form trusts, form like coalitions and grassroots efforts, so that we can better deal with the things that are becoming. And I think this year we've got some big stuff on the ticket as far as things happening this year. Seriously, so. yeah, you know also. Um, to kind of add to what you're saying, when it comes to the media, I'm now 100% convinced that it's all about ratings, you know, you know, all about ratings and also all about agendas, right? And I, I think it was Project Mockingbird, right? Was that the one with the CIA basically yeah. had full-time employees, right? So for who doesn't know out there, the, um, I think it might have been FBI too, but no, the CIA had full-time employees working for news stations and then Project Mockingbird, you know, supposedly ended. But what normally happens with those is they just go black budget and they continue. And not only were these anchors actually being paid from the news stations just to have their covered, like, you know, CNN would be paying them, but they'd also be being getting paid from the CIA because they were pushing the agenda. So that continues. So I think there's two, two things going on. 
that we have not only ratings oriented media, but we also have these people that are hired from, you know, these three letter agencies or whatever in order for them to push this agenda. So when it comes to releasing this whole thing about UFOs, I'm not too sure. Like it's just so coordinated. For example, when Tom DeLonge came out with the initial thing that kind of started this whole process, right? Like talking about these videos Every single competing news agency had the same exact headlines and the same words in it. And you've seen those viral videos with news anchors saying the same thing at the end, like, um, uh, this is dangerous to our democracy, for example. They all say that, right? They all say the exact same. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And I was like, wait, this is a conservative one. This is a liberal one. They're saying the same thing. They talk crap on each other all the time. And it was so, like, blatant when the Tom DeLonge thing happened. Uh, and it was almost like they waited. They all came out at the same time, too. It was like the same minute. So I was just like, yeah. wow, this just shows that it's all owned by the same whatever. And they're just doing this for some sort of reason that we don't really know. We don't know what the agenda is. Understanding the censorship agenda is really interesting because, you know, I study a lot of law. And um, I was trying to understand, like, why is it that they even came out with this uh, Internet? Why is it so much information, like, out there if we're if the whole basis of the matrix is that they have to keep certain truths hidden, then why is there so much of it readily accessible on the internet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the answer I've come up with, which seems to be, you know, the one that's the most correct as far as I can tell is that the, and I actually covered a lot of this in uh, the episodes I'm putting out on into the storm right now, if you want to check this out. Um, well, basically the cabal had to create a self-imposed slavery system. And the reason they needed to do that is because when you use overt control, when you're like literally whipping people in the fields to keep them picking the cotton or whatever it is you need them to do, they are not creative. Their, their energy that they put out is largely fearful energy, but there's not any innovation. And as the society, in order to ascend, in order to go to the higher states of consciousness, which the bad guys are trying to do too, they need information, they need wisdom, they need knowledge, they need data to crunch on and then evolve their soul through gaining wisdom and contemplation. So if, if you got an overt slavery system, which we've had for most of our history, at least the stuff we know about, then they can't really move that forward. But if you create a self-imposed slavery system, then all the slavery gets hidden behind a veil, and now people on the slave plantation think they're free, which means they're innovating, they're creating things, and then the cabal can hijack and harvest that information. So to your point, uh, Aaron, you know, I think one of the things that's happened is that the the censorship has gotten more overt because they've lost the plot. They yeah. thought that they were going to be able to do all these things. And, you know, we can get more into the details of how that works, but they thought they were going to be able to control society. Now they can't. And now they're just frantically trying to stomp the hedgehogs. You ever play that game in the arcade where you try to like hit the hedgehogs, you know? Yeah, whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah. Whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole, yeah. They're trying to whack-a-mole and everything, and they can't do it. So, so uh, yeah, yes, it's a really good sign. It's like, um, you know, I've been saying for a while, we have the illusion of freedom, you know, and and yeah. um, it's freedom through diplomacy, almost like they basically like we're the, the U.S. We're like a test tube for pharmaceutical companies, for agriculture and food. Other countries aren't even as bad as us, but we come across like we're the most free, right? Like no one has freedom like the U.S. Uh, for example, artificial flavorings, red, what is it, red five and blue, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's completely illegal in Europe, completely, right? Over here, it's just like part of our diet, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like 
their own people, these own corporations, their own country, they're experimenting on. And they're getting all these results from it and figuring out how to control us. But here we are every single day tooting the fact that we're the free, most free country on the planet, which really isn't the case. Now, in regards to your point for the media, like, yeah, I think it's been the same for uh, quite some time. However, they've perfected psychological warfare to the point that they are now using marketing tools. For example, um, the head of CNN, and I think I might have just read an article recently that Trump, like something happened where the head of CNN has been switched or one he, of the media agencies. He stepped down. Yeah, I believe he yeah. stepped down, actually. Okay. Uh, so he was actually the head of ESPN before CNN. And he had this whole mentality of presenting news like sports. So if you look at ESPN and how they have all those windows and they're all arguing back and forth, there's videos out there that show you the, the mirror reflection of how he took his sports marketing plan and put it in CNN. So that's something they did as well. That's, you know, more new than ever is they figured out how to make it a game and how to get people on the edge of the sea and dramatize it all. And that's what they perfected getting people lost into the drama of the news rather than giving anything of any substance. And I, and I saw a, a meme today of a, a, ma- a mask and it said mind control device. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's so true though, because if you really understand what's going on, you realize how I think it's dumb to, to have to wear a mask everywhere you go. People are driving with them. Uh, and it's just, it's the mind control aspect of it also. It's not just, yeah. it's not just a fear, but it, it is MK ultra. And oh, we, yeah. you know, we've, we've all talked about this for ages now. It's really interesting. You know, I, a few years ago, I would have had a pretty, uh, let's see, unidimensional perspective on all this. Like, oh, the media is lying to us. Everybody in government's a liar. Everybody in the military is part of this deep state cooperation. They're all boogeymen. It's all bad. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And with Q and everything like that, it's just in my mind, having looked at a lot of the information and, you know, being somebody who is versed in epistemology, which is like basically the science of what makes something true or not. It's undeniable that there's obviously a positive military operation happening or an aspect of the military operation, you know. So I think interpreting the political events in the past four years has been a little difficult. It used to be that you could just assume everything was negative and just kind of leave it at that. But now it makes me wonder if there is some type of operation happening. Who's the, you know, who is going to be the most... um, catalyzing for consciousness what's going to wake people up the most if somebody gets indicted if somebody goes down yeah. you know yeah probably like a hillary clinton right you know yeah so, and so yeah could be myself happy. i've been jaded on the fact that you know so many times we've been talking about hillary getting arrested any day now and it's just and then i just i just like gave up on it entirely you know i would love for you know the truth to come out but there's so many people within like the media and the establishment that are pro Hillary that if it does come out, it's so easy just to say it's a conspiracy theory now, right? Legitimate emails came out that said things that really were incriminating, but even the regular person doesn't have time to not only research it, but it will only listen to what they're being told and what they're being told. Those guys are just conspiracy theorists. Right. If they look at the the body count with the Clintons, right? There's a lot of evidence to prove this thing, but it does sound crazy to even say. So 
people jump on to quickly saying that you're just crazy conspiracy theorists. And, you know, they've done a really good job on coining that term for the last 40 something years. And at this point, I don't know, like I, I want to believe that people can come up to their own conclusions and we can make a shift in consciousness without having some authority figure tell us. But when I look at the world, I see that most people won't, even if the media says aliens are real, aliens are real, aliens are real, they're probably gonna have to say it every single day for like four weeks before somebody goes, Hey, did you know aliens are real? You know, yeah. like before everybody figures it out, like mm -hmm. that's how docile people have become, but we could, I like see. we could have an awakening overnight and that's still possible. Right. We didn't expect this um, coronavirus to do what it did and give us all this collective dark night of the soul. Just over, like, just like that. Right. So yeah. right now things are so uncertain. We don't know, but what you just mentioned is a good conversation to have. And I'll start it out with this and I would love your opinions, but you probably remember the splitting of the world theory. Right. I think Wilcock was really behind that in the beginning too. Yeah. Fourth, dens fourth density, positive, fourth density, negative. Right. And, um, you know, back 20, 2008, 2009, 2012, I was like, you know, contemplating on that. And then after 2012, I was like, no soul left behind. We're all going for it together. But then who am I to judge in this reality based on the context of good and bad? It's good to ascend. It's not good to ascend. Well, who am I to judge someone who chooses a path before incarnating to have an experience that is negative? And sometimes it's actually even more of a beautiful thing if you chose to stay unconscious and you incarnated here and you chose to live that journey uh, and I chose to wake up, I chose to transcend and leave it. It doesn't mean that I'm any better than the person that didn't, you know, and th that experience of the darkness that that individual has given us um, has allowed me to have the contrast of duality that I came here for in the first place. And without that, you know, what would, where would I be? And it goes all the way back to the Gnostic texts of Lucifer when the original Christian text never said that Lucifer came down here to be the devil, he came, he was a volunteer. God basically said, I'm creating this, this reality, this realm, and I need my most trusted angel to go down to this planet and give people the experience of darkness so that they can learn what the light is. And the most trusted angel, Lucifer, raised his hand. This is before 325 AD and before the Council of Nicaea, before Constantine completely manipulated Christianity. So the original text is even saying that this was all a game in the first place, right? So I feel like I was at, okay, yes, we're going to split. Everybody's frequency is going to be shifted. Maybe one day we'll exist in a world where we just don't see those people anymore because our frequency range is so different. Then I went to like, oh, no, nobody left behind. We got to go together. <laughs> but now I'm at a neutral place where I don't judge whether you're ascending or you're feeling like you're not going to ascend. Mm. And it seems that we could be going to that world because – more than ever now, man, we're so divided. Our belief systems are so different that yeah. there's even been prophecies that the U.S. will split into four tribal communities. And I see that when I look at the ge mm. geography of the U.S. and how people have similar beliefs. We can't get along like that, right? So it makes sense that people will go to communities in the future that actually they're more in alignment with because people are really upset at the other right now. Right. And it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. It seems like it's getting a little more divided, but that's not a negative thing. That's just the, the human experience that we have right now. Where are we going to be on the end of it? I am hopeful that we're going to have a world of unity and transparency. And if you choose not to be in that world, then, you know, blessings to you. But that's kind of my two cents on it. Well, it's also understanding the reality of creating your own timeline. Also, I, I think that that's entirely possible. And it's something that, 
people aren't aware of, uh, or maybe you don't people don't practice it enough. But you you know you can put yourself on that positive timeline if there is a split, like you're saying. I think that we all have the ability to create that future that we want, and that's the whole, the whole part of the awakening is to wake up to realizing you have that power. Mm-hmm. So if the question is, you know, like what what's going to happen? Are we all going to collectively ascend, or is there going to be a bifurcation or a splitting? I think uh, to your point, Neil, and I agree that you know, if free will is real, then everybody has to actually have a choice. And, you know, if, if everybody, if the universe just forced everybody to ascend, then that wouldn't really be free will, would it? Where's the learning in that too? Yeah, Where's exactly. The- you know, so I think, I think uh, if you can see with the eyes of the creator, then you realize that every soul is actually doing everything they need to be doing right now to evolve and grow. And that's the beautiful majesty of the creator's creation is that the creator set up the game so perfectly that no matter what you did, you were always going to be served soul growth. You know, I mean, wow. (laughs) Just the fact that that's even possible. It's like mind blowing. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I think we're, we're, we're in a situation where, and because of the way, you know, human nature works, if you're if you've never taken the time to really understand the truth and develop your own thinking about why something is true, especially if it's a belief you hold, then if somebody tries to degrade that belief or a new truth comes out that invalidates it, you're going to be thrown into a tailspin because you never had possession of the truth to begin with. You just had a blind belief. And right now we're living in a world where there's just so many blind beliefs flowing around that you're going to feel a lot of healthy pain from that situation. You know, it's kind of like when you go to grab uh, a pan on the stove and you don't have an oven mitt on, what happens? You know, you get burned, right? Well, if you're smart, if you really take stock of the truth of what happened there and absorb that experience, you probably won't want to grab another pan on the stove again without an oven mitt, right? So, you know, night now we're living in a situation where there's so much BS and fake news out there and it's all becoming more apparent that you, you know, the creator's um, plan for installing and improving people's thinking by having them suffer the consequences of bad thinking is like ramping up to the nth degree. We're in like double black diamond, like expert level, like version yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm really hopeful. And, you know, I think this, uh, to leave this last point, I'll say that uh, everybody, everybody has their own process in this you know it's it's very easy to get wrapped up in what you think everybody else should be doing you know especially when you start getting a few nuggets of truth you're like oh this is the truth and you know you got to believe in it if you don't believe it then you're a shill and you know all these kind of things and it's like you know we're you know we're all on the path we're all on our own path on the mountain and you really got to pay attention to what you're doing right now and as long as you're perfecting your rights and you're not infringing on anybody else's rights, then you should just encourage people to do what they need to do. You know, that kind of thing. So It's yeah. the universal paradox. We're mm. one, but we're also individual. How does that yeah. exist? Right. The, the universe is infinite, but it, our minds can only think of things in finite terms. How is that mm-hmm. possible? Therein lies the illusion, you know? Exactly. So, and I, I feel like, like I trip out often about how different my thought process is compared to many other people, right? And especially my own family. Like, I could never imagine my family ever being into this secret space program, you know, ETs, <laughs> Pleiadians, Arcturians, channeling, you know, like sound frequency is science and that's still like fringe for them, right? So it's like when we get into the real 
like nitty gritty topics that we all talk about. It's just so different. And we're existing in different realities. And a lot of people don't even understand that this, the reality that we're within even exists. And if you bring it up to them, it would, I don't, I have brought it up to people and it just goes right through them. They don't mm-hmm. even acknowledge it. It's almost like frequency mismatch, you know, <laughs> it's just like fairy tale nonsense. To yeah. Or it just, or, it just doesn't register. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working part-time right now, just a seasonal thing at, at Lowe's. Right. And part of the reason why I actually decided to do it was like, even like I realized working there is taking too much time for portal to ascension. And I'm like, damn, I, sh- I could be doing events right now. But <laughs> part of the main reason was I don't hang out with enough people that aren't into this stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be around people that aren't even, don't even know about this and see how I engage with them because I'm a hundred percent this all the time. All my conversations are this people I talk to. So it's like, I'm actually experimenting with myself now to see if I can still talk to regular, regular people. (laughs) Cause it's really important to be able to communicate what you feel to everyone, not just like keep the same jargon going on. So I've been working on that. And part of portal to ascension, I've been saying from the beginning is not to preach to the choir, but is to speak to the linear minded people, meaning the ones that don't think in, think in multidimensional terms like we are here right now and communicate these forms of awareness, whether it's quantum physics, extraterrestrials, secret space program, ascension in a way that even regular people would understand because it is truly science. You can do, you, you can do a whole thing. I did a, uh, an eight hour online conference called science of ascension. And I like challenge any person who isn't into this to look at that and not question whether we're actually ascending. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's really about getting those tools and being able to communicate to them. And also to add to the splitting of the world thing, I do think some events are going to happen that many people that are so closed off to that reality right now, don't even know exist, will come over to that because there's going to be life-changing situations that are going to occur, drops of downloads, information that may get released that will have to make them question their reality. And many of them will probably end up where we're at some of them won't you know so i'm, I'm hopeful that that's the route that we're going to be all taking I'm, that's interesting i'm glad you said well that said. i'm and i'm glad you said that about uh going into you know your work and being there around people who aren't at your at, at your state of consciousness because when i go to work what i found myself doing for a while was just checking out of this reality and just going back to my old self the, the way i know that they would be comfortable around me and I would find myself doing that. And, you know, I realized the more and more I started talking about this stuff or just dropping little nuggets here and there, uh, you know, some people don't jive with it, but other people have stuff to say too. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It's really an interesting experiment. Uh, but I think a lot of people need to hear that because uh, too many of us are going around not being ourselves. We're not existing in authenticity. And I think that's a big problem, especially with truthers, because we're so worried about what other people might think. And it's not, we're at a point now where it's just, it has to, we have to start, you know, planting seeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no holding back now. Now's the time. Yeah. One thing I wanted to add to that is, um, you know, psychologically, one of the things they do is they control us, uh, like you were saying, Tyler, through our emotions. And, the, the our emotional system itself is uh, the social dynamic system. So I'm actually going to be covering a lot of this in the third season I'm going to do of Into the Storm. It's going to be all about like the inner child and how the cabal hijack our inner child and use it against us. 
And we are herd creatures, we're herd animals. But we also have an apex predator side to us. And uh, the school of thought is it's called RK selection theory that gets into this. And so what that means is that very simply, every person you know of and you interact with in your local community, whether they're in your house, they're your neighbors, they're the people you work with, there's this part of you, the inner child, that demands that you're transparent and you reveal your true self to them. And if you do that, and it's a good exchange, you will feel a release of dopamine, you will feel a release of serotonin, it's, mm. it'll reduce your pain, it'll increase your intelligence capacity, it'll increase positive emotion. So we have all of these systems designed to reward us and make us smarter and healthier for having healthy social attachments, right? Now think about the way we live in our world. The way we live in our world is most of us get all our social interaction through this thing <laughs> these days, <laughs> you know what I mean? So most of the, the human beings you interact with aren't even physically near you. And the ones you do interact with physically, you've got this like NPC debased, like cardboard cutout version of yourself that you brandish to interact with them, right? And, you know, anybody who's gone through an awakening experience and then goes out in the world feels this weird feeling of almost being like a fake version of yourself because that's what has to happen. So what you're doing, you know, I think that's fantastic. As a matter of fact, me and my roommate were just talking about the same thing. Like we want to find like, you know, a soup kitchen or, you know, whatever, some kind of group where we can go and interact with other people because there's a whole part of my brain that's like, dude, you're not talking to enough people. You need to go hang out with more people. You need to go hug more people. You need to be authentic with more people and use your hands to do something in the world and not just flit around the computer all day long. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, I'm telling you, there's psychological research. They've known this for yes. a very long time. You're, you're the neurotic, negative self-talk thinking that we're all plagued by in the modern world starts to go down and it's all just about getting back to basics, finding a way to love each other again, finding a way to be authentic with each other again. So, mm. so yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. Yes. Absolutely, I agree with that. And it's, I like how you said that cardboard cutout version of yourself. That's, <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's you always have the, the best, most detailed, elaborate analogies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate sure. that. I'm glad somebody likes them. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like you're, I'm five minutes into it. I'm like, oh, he's actually, this is an analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's almost like you came up with it before, but you didn't. It's like in the moment too. That's the crazy part. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like freestyling. Yeah. This is what happens when you spend most of your time like reading shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned the secret space program, Neil, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on this Starlink satellite system or whatever that Elon Musk put out. Mm -hmm. I, I saw today in an article that he's working on dimming the satellites so they're not as bright for the next launch, <laughs> which is because people are complaining they're too bright. That's the whole article, which, which is dumb. That's I don't know. Weird. And he's talking about starting up his own Internet that's going to work yeah. with these satellites. This is interesting to me. What's what do you think is going on here with Elon Musk in general? Yeah, well, and that, that whole that, that whole, too, yeah. That whole yeah, thing, yeah, the, the satellites, the Starlink, yeah. So I, I think Justin probably has more information on this one, but I would say that with Elon Musk and what he's doing with SpaceX and satellites up there, you know, uh, growing up, I was always told 
um, that you cannot go up into space without having multiple governments kind of give you the stamp of approval that there's like basically um, like a mafia of governments and you can't even go through the ozone layer. First of all, a little detour, side note, whatever happened to every time we go through the ozone layer, we weaken it. Right, remember that, <laughs> and that completely went out of the window. By the way, like, no, that doesn't exist. That was just bullshit, right? Yeah. So, right. <laughs> so like, um, so I, I'm thinking like, in order to have advancement, we might need some sort of privatized company in order to give us that because everything else within like governments are kind of stagnant, or they go black ops and black op, uh, um, black budget, and they do things off the books, right? Like maybe our own government. So I'm thinking maybe he has good intentions and is attempting to go into space in order to further us more than maybe NASA. But at the same time, his level of involvement and connection to um, individuals like that are allowing him to go into space and do what he's doing. These people are, have to be high elite unless what they told us about having these um, being able to go into space, you can, anybody can do it. Or that's not what I've been told. I've been mm. like heard for many years now that you, you actually do need approval. So the people that give approval aren't really the people that are actually have the benefit of all humanity in, in store, right? So with Elon, I really don't know. I'm kind of just observing to see what's going to happen with him. My uh, gut feeling is that we like, like we spoke about the other day, useful idiots. Like maybe he's just one of those, right? But he's um, kind of assisting them in order to push forward an agenda. But he maybe thinks that he just loves space and wants to further advancement. I don't really know if he's in cahoots with the cabal and knows about some you know um black agenda that's going on was he yeah, talking about ai too like because he used to warn against ai and now he's yeah. kind of like going the opposite saying yeah like, exactly oh, inevitable so we might as well well that is <laughs> so it. to me like he has to be the most mysterious public figure right now nobody knows what's going on with him it's yeah. always a debate but it, and it's so confusing and yeah. did, what were your th- huh, what did you have to say on that justin uh, well, to specifically address your question, I, I haven't heard of uh, the story you're talking about, um, so I can't get too much into what it is. I will speculate on what you said, which is that I I do know that uh, Musk, I believe this was like, God, I think in 2012 or something like that, he was talking about putting up satellites to broadcast internet to the world for free or you know, give people access to wireless internet, something like that. Um, and it seemed like a really good idea at the time. And then all the 5G stuff started to come out and, you know, people kind of got a little freaked out. Um, rightfully so, probably. And so, I, you know, I think based on what I know of Musk and especially reading his body language and the way he speaks and the way he acts. So trying to like look at it from a psychological profile perspective, he appears to me like somebody who was potentially groomed for the role that he's in right now. Um, he exhibits uh, Reich, um, Wilhelm Reich, he talked a lot about this. He has what I would call eye armor, which is there's a type of muscular rigidity in the eye that usually indicates a disturbed like 90 days after the womb or being born period. So I don't know, that could just be from him having weird parents or it could be because there was something done to him. I don't know. But um, it seems like a lot of the issues he's spearheading, when you listen to the guys, you know, especially off the cuff, like on Joe Rogan, it sounds like they're his beliefs, you know, it sounds like anyway. Um, although they could be, uh, you know, manipulated. I, I get the feeling though, like you were saying, Neil, I think he's like a, a useful idiot in the sense that he's a guy that isn't necessarily in on anything, but he was 
peripherally, you know, you had people come in and like encourage him to do something like maybe he when he was in high school, like this dude from, you know, the NSA came like, hey, man, you should get into computers because they knew if they planted that seed in his head, he would do all this kind of stuff. But later on in his life with the computers and things like this. So mm-hmm. I think um, one thing I'll say about the AI, uh, first of all, I think simulation theory, which is the idea that we're living in a simulation controlled by aliens. I think that's like basically like creationism for people who don't believe in God because it has all of the same marks of a universal deity, except instead of a deity, it's an alien race who created a computer. You know what I mean? So that's something interesting to consider. I also think the idea of us merging with AI is a little misguided. However, there is a core truth to it because your body itself is a kind of computer system. And so we, we are souls indwelling this, you know, meat suit. And this meat suit has a whole set of programming that, you know, functionally, it's basically like just like a computer. So there is, I would argue, some truth to the idea that consciousness, the human soul, has to gain enough mastery so that it can properly take control over the computer's AI system that is the body, mm. right? But I also think it would be very careful. We have to be extremely careful about putting chips in our bodies or anything like that because, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. I won't go too much on tangents there. So yeah, no, nothing external, no foreign object is compatible with our body, and right. which doesn't matter how you approach it. I just don't agree with it. I, I, I saw really quick. I know we're running out of time. Sure. Uh, but I saw a, a Reiki healer for the first time, and I had just had, had a dentist appointment like two weeks prior, and she's like, "Did you recently have a shot?" I was like, "No, I couldn't think of anything." And she's like, are you sure? I'm, she was getting a vision of uh, me getting injected with something. I was like, oh, wait, they numbed me up at the dentist. And she's like, that's it. She goes, whatever's in that is not compatible with your body. And she helped me energetically remove it. Wow. Uh, and it's, it was really interesting to me that she even picked up on that. Uh, so that just tells me, you know, if somebody is tapped in and can feel that, you know, imagine all the other stuff that we're putting into our body and how it's just not compatible. And what would we be like if we weren't being just pummeled with all of this, all this foreign object, even to the chemtrails, just the air we're breathing Mm -hmm. and and living in itself. Yeah. I feel our bodies are like the best tools. We have um, the ability to connect you. You know, if you want to talk about the chakra system alone, I feel like each of them represents a dimension and um, there's a book, Bringers of the Dawn, with the Palladians, Channel oh, Palladians, right? And they talk about the 12th up to the 13th chakra and how that, you know, the seven within us, um, the eighth one is one foot above us. And then, and then it goes into the atmosphere, the solar system, the galaxy, the central sun, which is the black hole in the center. And the higher up you leave after your eighth chakra, the more people have the same chakra. So, for example, the one lodge on our planet, there are thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands i don't know people that have that same one all the way to the central sun then you have entire soul groups going on right so i i feel like we have the ability to tap into all those dimensions of awareness and not only download our galactic history complete remembrance of who we are all the tools and techniques we need to transcend reality and um visualize whatever we need to do and create and manifest things right so what's happening with this whole junk dna unlocking our dna 12 strand dna activation that people are talking about 
to me seems like a science of the fact that some parts of our consciousness and our body have been shut down or not able to exist in this frequency range. And now we're shifting into a different octave of existence where we're able to tap into those tools. We don't need anything external. If you look at some of the books about um, Mars and Maldek and what happened there and what happened on Atlantis, mm. you hear about the external Merkaba. The external Merkaba is, are basically tools and implants utilized in order to achieve certain states of consciousness, but it had a backfiring effect. Every single story ended up in devastation. So what we're doing now is creating the internal Merkaba, which goes into the fact that we can use our Merkaba to travel interdimensionally, right? So I, I think we don't need anything external. Maybe there's some sort of agenda being pushed that we do so that we can move away from the fact that we have everything we need within, within us. Mm. Yeah. And, and uh, beautifully said, and by the way, that book, Bringers of the Dawn, if anyone hasn't read it, it's interesting. So it was a channeled Pleiadian message from the 80s, I believe, the late 80s. Barbara Marcinia. Yeah. yeah. But if you read it now, it, it, it seems like it could have been written yesterday. It, mm. is, that, I mean, it is that pure of information. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it is so relevant. You, you almost, I had to stop and like, okay, when was this written? Like, it's really, it's really <laughs> profound. Uh, they, they basically predicted everything that we're in right now in that book. Straight up. 